that. I was hoping it was going to come, but it didn't. I mean, I kind of get the gist. Our songs are not like, you know, Chopin or whatever, you know, Mozart. But uh, it never happened. Amen. Thank you, musicians. We do appreciate your boldness. <laughs> and, and your help for us this morning. Luke chapter 4 is where we're going to go. Luke chapter 4. Look into the Word of God for a moment this morning. Um, you know, the last year, and not even the whole year, but it seemed like many years sometimes, but, you know, in the last year, it's been kind of a rough go and uh, you know, a lot of roadblocks in a lot of areas, you know, still kind of carrying over. But um, I want to kind of continue on the same thought this morning as we had in our Sunday school and looking at the supernatural. Pastor Mitch, Pastor Mitch, Pastor Foley made this statement. He said, I felt God impress upon me that this is going to be a year of miracles. And uh, that just kind of moved me, amen. If we step out and believe God, amen, we can see powerful things. In our text, it talks about Jesus is going to be quoting from Isaiah. And verse 19 of our text, chapter 4 of Luke, he talks about proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. And the message translation says it this way, to announce this is God's year to act. Amen. Because we serve a living God. Amen. We don't serve a doctrine. We don't serve a belief. We don't serve writings. We serve a living God. Amen. The creator of heaven and earth. The creator of you and I this morning. Amen. Let's look this this morning. Years of, year of Miracles, Luke chapter 4, verse number 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit... And just to give you a little backdrop, he was, he went, the Spirit of God, he got filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Went into the wilderness, tempted 40 days and 40 nights, fasting and praying. And he's come out of the wilderness, and this is where we pick it up at, verse 14. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Then he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and he has, he, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And so all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not... Joseph's son. Year of miracles. Let's look first of all from anointing to empowering. Because we know Jesus was anointed 
at the Spirit, uh, by the Spirit at the Jordan River, right? If you go back to chapter Luke 3.22, the Holy Spirit descended bodily, in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, and you I am well pleased. And so we know that at this very moment he is filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is the Spirit that compels him to go into the wilderness to uh, be confronted by hell and the devil and evil and so on. And so he does that. And during this time, he's fasting and he's praying for up to you know, 40 days that this transpires. And he, obviously he has this confrontation. And uh, after that, he comes out after his 40 days. And now he has an added dimension to his life. And you got to pick this up in our text. He returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. News of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. So it's fascinating that what followed this time of prayer, what followed this time of contending and, yes, fasting, uh, uh, was, you know, here he is, he's getting a hold of God and, uh, you know, a, a, he comes out of that, and what comes after that, he goes into the synagogue. He reads from the prophecy of Isaiah. And in a very sense, he's not only just reading it, he's prophesying it. He's, he's reading it, and he's saying, this is happening before your very eyes. And so it's not just the reading, amen. And you can see from this point on, there's a supernatural dimension that is evident in his life. Amen. Dominion is established after contending in prayer and fasting, contending against the, you know, the, the forces of evil or against the devil himself. Amen. And so he goes into the, the synagogue, the Bible says, as his custom. So you'll, one thing you'll notice is that part of this is He's doing kingdom business. It's his custom, amen. He's <clears throat> bringing about the will of heaven. And so when you see someone operating in the supernatural, it's not just a hobby. It's not just something that just happens once in a while. Here's a man who's engaged in the will of God. He's engaged in living for God. He's engaged in doing something for God, amen. He's switched on when he gets up in the morning. He's engaged, amen. He's about, to, you know, the kingdom business, amen. It's his, it's his custom to go into the, the uh, synagogue. And so, you know, what's needed for you and I is the same thing. What's needed from you and I this morning is the consistency in our walk with God. That, you know, I understand when people get saved, there's the ups and downs. I mean, we all know that. And we even have times like that. It's like, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. Somebody pray for me. I'm like a yo-yo, you know. It's like, but you know, the point is, is that that's not the norm for the spiritual life. The norm for the spiritual life is that you know what I have a consistency, <clears throat> I have dominion operating in my life, I have a supernatural dimension operating in my life, uh, and yes, I deserve to have a consistency in my walk with God. And so you find this that you know he's he has a consistency. We all appreciate consistency, right? You ever go to a restaurant and it's like. Why are we here? <laughs> you know, it's like, the last time we were here, this is the best food on the planet. And all of a sudden, you come back, and it's like, ugh. 
it's kind of like what's going on with all this COVID stuff. You know what I mean? You go to a restaurant, you know, they bring it out to you in the parking lot. It's like, what is this slop? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm not blaming them or anything, but it's like something's changed. Something's changed from the front door to my car door. And I don't like it, amen. There's no consistency. But we appreciate consistency, right? We appreciate consistency in service and restaurants, amen. How much more the kingdom of God? That there be consistency about our lives, amen. That <clears throat> this is what keeps us connected to the kingdom business and the flow of dominion in our lives. There's a consistency, and you find that in Jesus' life. At the end, you know, as we're reading this, they make that statement, is this not Joseph's son? It was a question mark. In other words, here he is, the supernatural's there, but immediately they're seeing the natural. So they're, they're, they're not confronting this so much, but you really what you're looking at is a little bit of unbelief here. And Jesus lets them, lets them know, amen, the power of God is going to go forth, uh, uh, even if it's not, you know, to them specifically, amen, but the power of God is going to go forth. And for those that will believe, God's going to move and touch their lives. God's going to go forth. It's not only going to go forth to other people, but it's going to go forth to those that lay hold of it and say, you know what, I'm believing God. You want to be in unbelief? That's fine, amen. But I think we're entering into a year of miracles. So Jesus lets them know the power of God is going forth. And even though he defeated the devil, there's still going to be encounters, as the scripture says. You know, the devil said he's going to come back in an opportune time. doesn't mean that we're not going to face obstacles. It's like the year of miracles is not, all right, let's all get our pom-poms out and jump around and start dancing and singing and shouting. It's like, no, it's not going to work that way. But the idea is that, you know what, that's the focus. Obviously, we know we're going to come up against things. You know you're going to face different things. You're going to face unbelief at every turn. Amen. But it's you and I who's pushing it through. It's you and I that's got this understanding that, you know what, if I'm going to be consistent, if I'm going to believe God, I'm going to contend in prayer. I'm going to continue to, you know, to pray and lay hold of God, maybe even mix in fasting from time to time, because we need some big miracles. Thank you. Yeah, we need some big miracles. There's some things you're facing in your lives. You need some big miracles as well. Not just me. I'm not the only one handicapped in this place. <laughs> I need a miracle. You guys need some miracles too. Our enemy is vigilant. We need to continue to be just filled with God and all that we do. And we can follow Jesus' lead here. That's what our text is showing you and I. After our time of, you know, laying hold of God, amen, believing God for more, whatever that might be, uh, you know, believing God and, 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 you know, praying and saying, God, you know what, I need a miracle in this area. This is exactly, he comes out in the power of the Spirit. You can expect that to move through your life. There needs to be that expectancy. Jesus came out uh, and he's moving in the supernatural. That's no different than what he's asked you and I to do. See, when, he's, when he passes that baton to you and I, that's something you can expect God for. Say, God, I need you, amen. I need the power of God to move through my life, amen. I mean, I'm filled with the Spirit of God, the same Spirit he's filled with. 
But here, the powers manifest in action. As our text said, to announce this is God's year to act. We need to take that inspiration of our faith. God wants to do miracles through our lives in 2021. And let's go forth with a fresh expectation for God to touch lives, for God to answer prayers, to God to break through in that area that you know about, amen, that area you're talking to God about. There are things in this, yeah, there's people, I'm telling you, in this place, you're facing some big obstacles. It's not enough to go case sarah, sarah, say no, 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 we're not doing that. We're facing this thing because this is the year of miracles and I need a breakthrough in my life, in my situation. There's people, they need breakthroughs. There's people, they need, they need salvation. There's people that need healing. There's people, amen, that we've ministered through our lives to their lives. This is a year of breakthrough. This is a year of miracles. Let's consider, secondly, opportunities for miracles. Because we find this in our text. What Jesus did, he did by the power of the Spirit. That means what we do, we can do by the power of the Spirit as well. That's the connection here. He did it by the power of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that we do anything is by the Spirit of God that lives in you and I. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. That's a definitive statement that's a definitive statement for you and I. That we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and with power, doing good and healing all those oppressed of the devil because God is with us. See, the power of the Holy Spirit in him caused the powers of hell to be broken. Not because he was the Son of God, but because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. You'll notice the order. He got filled with the Holy Spirit and the Spirit brought him into the wilderness to confront the enemy. He didn't go in there and confront him on his own. He didn't go in there and confront him with the little badge that said, Son of God. <laughs> he went in there and confronted him by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the example that you and I are to follow. Isaiah's prophecies about what the, about what the Spirit of the Lord will do through Jesus is also what the Spirit of the Lord will do through you and I. It says, first of all, salvation, to preach the gospel to the poor. God wants to bring a supernatural dimension to our witness this year. Because let's be honest, amen, it's more than words. You know that by now. Something's got to flow through our lives. You know, I say it all the time, witnessing is contagion of spirit to spirit. It's not convincing someone that they're a sinner that's pretty obvious, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what are you, judging me? The point is, is that we need the Spirit of God to lay hold of hearts. We need something supernatural to happen, amen. This is what you need to put on your prayer list when you're praying. That you have all these prayer lists say, you know what, I need the supernatural power in my witness. Period. 
We need to believe God for that. We need to have a confidence that there's going to be a greater power than what we may be experiencing right at this moment. Amen. Step out in faith. Witness. Believe that miracles can happen. Amen. Talk to this person. Talk to that person. If someone, you know, God lays somebody on your heart, go find them. Go find them. They're in another state. Then pray for them. Call them. Text them. Message them. I don't know. Tweet them. Whatever it takes, amen. Visit that person that's on your mind, amen. God wants to do something in their lives. Why do you think he gave them your name? There's deliverance to proclaim liberty to the captives, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. You know, here's the reality of lives that are bound by a spirit. We ought to be able to see that today. You don't tell me there's not a spirit operating in our nation today. (laughs) You don't see that, then you're, well, first of all, you're not saved. It's impossible not to see that. There's there's a spirit that's laid hold of people's lives. But even beyond that, you know what I mean? When you bring it closer to home, this is a human condition, isn't it? People are addicted. People have habits, oppressions. They have pattern behaviors that are self-destructive. It's not psychology, folks. It's a spirit. Something needs to break free. I always use that illustration about, you know, years ago in the 80s when they had that campaign, say no to drugs. A drug addict. Okay, Bill, just say no. You know, I was like, okay. It's like, how can he say no when everything in him is screaming yes? Something needs to be broken on the inside. My brother-in-law was hooked on heroin for many years. And when he got off of heroin, probably five, six years, every time he saw a piece of silver paper, he would reach down and pick it up. He don't even do heroin anymore, but it's in him. He's just got to pick it up and go through it and look at it and see if that little black dot is in there. It's a spirit. Really, an actual spirit that's present. This year, God wants to set the captive, the oppressed, free. Amen. You can pray with people. You can pray for people this year. See them powerfully delivered. Maybe you need a miracle. Maybe there's something operating that's laying hold of you. Maybe there's something residual in your mind. Amen. As a man thinks, so is he. It's like just because I'm not doing it doesn't mean that I'm not thinking about it. That's what happens with people. It's like, you know, yeah, I haven't done it for years, but I think about it all the time. You need a deliverance of the mind. I know what that's about. You know what that's about. It's like just because I'm not physically doing it, it's like this thing needs a, as a man thinks, so is he. God, I need something rearranged up here. I need a miracle. You need to set this captive free. Because I'm being held captive to my thoughts. Get a hold of God and surrender. Say, God, what do you want me to do?
There's a third thing we see here, and that is the recovery of sight to the blind, healing. This emphasis is what God is saying. I believe that God wants to use each of us to see miracles this year. Step out in faith and pray for people. Amen. Offer prayer. Believe God that he's going to do it. There's going to be a different dimension this year. Amen. We can believe God for this. And remember, something powerful happens when God is demonstrated. You know the gospel has to be declared, but it also has to be demonstrated. And God wants to help us wherever you go, whether it's door to door, a parking lot, at your neighbor's house, I don't know, whatever it might be. Be switched on. Pray for people to get healed. What if they don't get healed? I still pray for people to get healed. I still preach on healing. I don't let that intimidate me. Bugs me, but it don't intimidate me. I'm not happy about it, but it doesn't intimidate me. Because I know what the Bible says. You have to contend. He talks about the brokenhearted. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. The traumas of life. You know, sometimes people can go through traumas in life. It puts them in an orbit, and they just never seem to... <laughs> land again, if you know what I mean. Prayer for the brokenhearted can see them healed. Amen. You know, 2020 has probably left a lot of broken hearts. The walking wounded. Amen. Got to have compassion on people. People are hurting. You know, when Jesus looked at people, man, he's, he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. He saw them as scattered. His heart would break when he looked at people. You know, ministering all day, going off to them, be by themselves, and the people show up. And what does the Bible said? He saw them. It's like, hey, hey, I'm tired, okay? Come back tomorrow. You see the sign? Close. No, he said, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. He overcame the tiredness, overcame the weariness, overcame the fact that I can't have any privacy. And he looked at him, compassion kicked in. And he laid hands on them and healed them and helped them. Amen. Sometimes you have to listen to people's stories. You don't have no answers, but you know, sometimes you just have to have a compassionate ear. Say, you know what? I don't have any answers, but I got a prayer. I got a big God in heaven who can set you free. He can help you. Amen. He can disconnect this whole mess that's plugged into your heart and driving you crazy. That's the God we serve. Have a love for people, a compassion for people. Let me pray for you. God can make you whole. I mean, we, we, you know, even ourselves, we, we, we deal with a low-grade oppression. You know what I'm saying? You don't even realize it sometimes. You ever feel that? Sometimes it's a weight that's on you, not a headache, not a, you know, not a migraine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just, you know, it's like, what is that? Sometimes it's just something that's on your life. It's like, God, take this off my show. I don't know what it is, but this isn't me. You know, I got up on the wrong side of the bed. No, no, no bed thing here. <laughs> Something's on me. It's like, no, this is not, I'm a child of God. Amen. Sometimes you just got to say, God, help me. Amen. It's like that song, God's not dead, he's alive. That's not a concert where people are jumping around, okay? That's wonderful and everything and having a good time, but that's not really the issue. The issue is the gospel is meant to be declared and demonstrated because God's not dead. He is alive. Amen. Whether he's moving through us to others, 
Think of yourselves as a conduit for revival. Think of yourself as a conduit that God wants to use through you, amen, that you can connect heaven with people's issues and problems. They need miracles. Jesus came specifically. This is his mandate. This is, this is his inauguration speech. He didn't come to make people feel good. He didn't come to say wonderful words, although he did, and he did both. He came, he came to do business supernatural. Look at that list. I came to connect people with a supernatural, miracle-working God. Sin has twisted things. Sin has broken some things. I've come to bring God to fix some things in you. That's the supernatural. People can be fixed. They really can. They can be fixed because you meet some, you know, in our ministry, we meet some real characters. We just do. It's like, ooh, you are broken. You are broken, my friend. You're broken in more ways than one. But you're in the right place. <laughs> we feel a kindred spirit to you. <laughs> we were pretty broken, but God can fix you. Amen. God's in the fixing business. Let's look lastly at words of grace. And again, like I said, this is his inaugural address. He's chosen prophecy specifically in the Old Testament here. And this is what characterized his ministry. Isn't that interesting? This is his, this is his initial administration. He's, he's setting the course with these words. That this little mandate is everything, it, 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 it encompasses everything that he came to do. All supernatural. And then he passes the baton to you and I. You think it's going to change? No. He says, what I do, you'll do even more. At the end, he makes a comment in verse 22, so all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? So as we look at that, all bore witness to him. Let that be said about you. That your life for God makes impact upon those around you, saved and unsaved. Serve notice on the devil, amen. Say things are going to be different from now on. Be a witness, not just to people, but just be a witness of the power of God. Be a witness of the power of God to me. I need to see you moving in the power of God just as much as an unsafe person does. Pray for the sick. Pray for someone who's oppressed, whatever it might be. I need to see that. That needs to help me. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Amen. Let that be said about you. Let the devil be very concerned about your witness. Amen. Let God's power be evident in your life. All bore witness of him. Amen. People need a witness. You need a witness. I need a witness. I need to see a supernatural God as much as anyone else does. See, it's the witness that completes what Jesus did on the cross. Because if all that Jesus did on the cross stayed right there, 
it would be of no avail. It's the witness that takes what Jesus did on the cross and brings it to people. It makes it what it is. It makes it what it is. There's an atmosphere that Jesus creates in that service. He talks about the statement, words of grace. That the miracles that will happen in this ministry are linked to words of grace. Words that minister a dimension of God's favor and God's help. Words that actually have a miracle dimension to them. Words are powerful. We have to watch our words, amen. As we go into 2021, let's create, let's maintain an atmosphere that these felt that day. Let us be committed to speaking words of grace. Ephesians 4, 29 and 30. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but what is necessary for good edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You can notice that our words, they can either impart grace, impart the supernatural, or our words this morning can grieve the Holy Spirit. One or the other, amen. They can impart or they can grieve, amen. They can limit what God wants to do. They can limit what the Spirit of God wants to do in people's lives through our lives. We can be acting to see something happen, but we can be sabotaging it with the words that we speak. Just because we want it doesn't mean bring it to pass. There's something about these words that we speak. The kingdom moves and traffics in words. Human communication, you know, it traffics in words this morning. It's not just wanting and desiring and going, yeah, 2021, pump the air. It's like, okay, that's, that's fine. I, I like the enthusiasm. But you know what? Don't sabotage it with our words. Words of unbelief, words of criticism, negativity. Got to be careful. And let's not complain. Complaining right now, it drives me crazy. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's ringing in my head. It's driving me crazy. And let me tell you what, we got a lot of things to complain about. Let's be honest. Look around you. We can sit around and have a moan session for hours. <laughs> Pass the baton. Your turn to moan. Oh. Well. Listen, the children of Israel complained in the wilderness. And we know that was just an extension of their unbelief. We know that. An extension of their disobedience. Interesting how it's all entwined, isn't it? Complain. Just an extension of their fact of just not believing God. The fact of not acting upon God's word. It's like, you know, we can complain all we want, but if you'll act and believe, that changes everything. They complained in the wilderness and they died in the wilderness. See, complaining takes you nowhere. Because it can't. Amen. Either it has to die or you die. 
one or the other. Let's rejoice. Let's believe God for what he can do and what he is going to do. And remember, when the urge comes to want to just moan, because every once in a while we all like a moan, bring it before God in prayer. Not the moan. Just simply put it in his capable hands. Amen. And let's let 2021 be the year of miracles. Billy Graham, as I close. Billy Graham's crusade in New Jersey some years ago. The arena held 18,000 people, and he filled it for three nights. But they set up 8,000 chairs in the parking lot in case there was an overflow, kind of did that by faith. Well, for three nights, those chairs were empty. Ron Hutchcraft, who worked with Billy Graham's crusade, he said he had an unexplained restlessness, and he asked some committee members to join him after the meeting up in the arena seats for prayer. He prayed, Lord, I feel as if you have more for us. I want to really get a hold of you. Together we want to believe you for whatever it is you want to do. And then we really prayed, Lord, if anyone other than you is holding a lid on this crusade, blow the lid off right now. The next night there were 13,000 people in the parking lot hearing the gospel by way of a giant video screen. They jumped from 18,000 to 31,000 people in one night. The lid came off the harvest that night as multitudes of people streamed forward to trust Christ. I learned a new way to pray that week. I learned to plug into the unlimited power of God to ask him to blow the lid off of anything he really would like to do. That's a true testimony. That's all it took. Isn't that amazing? He just brought words to God and said, God, blow the lid off of this thing. Let's let 2021 be the year of miracles. Don't let the sludge from 2020 be on our backs. Oh, here we go again. Lockdown again. It reminds, reminds me of that old Creedence Clearwater Revival, stuck in Lodi again. Lodi is a city in California. I don't know, I've never been there in my life. <laughs> I'm thinking, here we are, stuck again. No, we're not stuck. Let's break out. Let's believe God for all that he wants to do. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Praise God. So our heads are bowed this morning. We want to believe God to minister. Year of miracles. 2021. 